0: I think a new thing that came out in 2022 that was really successful was FWA, the fixed wireless side of the business. And I know T-Mobile still led that with about 2 million net ads at the end of the year. And Verizon was close behind with a million. Uh, What does that mean? Boy, the cable companies had to get on their heels and try to catch up. And now it's becoming a convergence of wireless versus the cable giants. And I think we'll see more of that, you know, play out. that was some big inroads, you know, with fixed wireless. Welcome to the 5G Guys podcast, the premier resource for industry insiders and newcomers alike to explore anything and everything wireless telecommunication. We discuss, explain, and explore all things wireless technology. So let's dive right in. Welcome your host Dan McVaugh and
1: Wayne Smith. That's vertex-us dot com.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Five G Guys. I'm Wayne Smith, and I'm joined by my co-host Dan McBall.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back. Good day to everyone. Happy New Year. Hope everyone had a great holiday. Um, as we rolled into uh, this new year, Wayne and I started a tradition when we first started the podcast to sort of wrap up the year that was before and kind of give our highlights of what we. We thought about from some of our episodes and things going on in the industry. And then as a follow-up, maybe do another episode, following up this one uh, with some of our predictions for what the new year to come will hold. So, uh, so today, Wayne and I thought we'd, uh, we'd kind of summarize 2022, how the year went, what some of the highlights were that we did episodes on and, and go from there. So what do you think, Wayne? You want to start us off with uh, maybe what your first highlight was?
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, 2022 is really eventful where to start. I think one of the easiest topics to hit is it's the end of 3G, you know, for, for both care, both of the top two big carriers and, uh, what that, what that meant for the industry, not as impactful, I think is somewhat of thought, but that's where I was started. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, AT&T kind of kicked off, uh, 2022. I think it was in February by starting to shut down 3G on their network. And then T-Mobile started uh, not not far after that, March and, and through the summer. And then I think uh, Verizon didn't actually start shutting theirs down. They'll be like literally as we speak and recording this episode, they're starting to shut down their, their 3G networks. So yeah, I think it was just an end of an era. And um, like you said, impact-wise, it was really not that impactful. I think AT&T uh, said it affected about 3% of their customers. And the the bulk of that was actually devices, not actually phones. So Pretty non-eventful. You didn't really see a lot in the press about it, but uh, we did an episode. I think it was episode twenty-seven, kind of covering that. So if you wanted to learn more about what the impact actually was, you could go check that one out. But yeah, that's a that was a good one. That's kind of how the year kicked off for sure. And then and then obviously the big one was five G, right? Twenty twenty-two is oh, yeah. supposed to be the year of five G, right?
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. It was the the big push. I mean, T Mobile made some huge inroads in five G in twenty twenty-two. I mean, they were the leader. Would you? wouldn't you agree with how it all worked out in the end?
1: Yeah, the uh, the numbers, and you, you never know if they're exactly right. The carriers all basically told us was that T-Mobile came in at about 260 million people covered with their 5G network, uh, followed by Verizon, 175 million, and then AT&T finishing up with about 100 million pops covered. So definitely T-Mobile was, was the big winner in terms of 5G coverage in 2022. And and I think a lot of that had to do with the delays that Verizon AT&T had to start off the year, right? And we did, a, we did like three episodes on that.
0: Oh, uh, I would agree. I think uh, also you have to throw in there the great strategic timing of T-Mobile and the Sprint acquisition from 2020. That played into where they had all the spectrum they needed to deploy mid-band, low-band, 5G, and they made the most of it. So... Ding, ding, ding.
1: T-Mobile is the winner of 2022 for sure, right? For sure. On, on 5G coverage. And, and, yeah. and you know, in, in AT&T, I think, are just now starting to pick their steam up from those delays, which we had three episodes that covered those delays that were driven by the the aviation industry, right?
0: Yep. I think, I think the update, uh, you know, on that is the FAA did set some new regulations in place. That the airlines have to have all their planes updated by the end of 2024 or sometime in 2024. And that the carriers, you know, uh, mainly Verizon and AT&T are holding their, some of their projects to later in the deployment in order to meet those delays. So hopefully we have a fix to that and it won't hold up anything else again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For any, any listeners that aren't familiar uh, episodes, 27 and 29, we had three total episodes. That we hit, we covered on that issue, kind of explained the technical problem, and it was a a fear, right, by the aviation industry that mid band spectrum of Verizon and AT T were using for five G was going to interfere with ground landing radar systems. So go check those episodes out. But uh, but yeah, so so to circle back around to the big winners, not only was T Mobile a big winner on covered pops for five G, but the real big news was T Mobile became the most valuable telecom company in the world by market cap who saw that coming
0: that's that's crazy and it's crazy to me because working in industry so long and learning you know what the capex spend of the big players are i mean it dwarfs what t-mobile actually deploys in infrastructure every year i mean Mm -hmm. i don't even think this year it might have been half of one of the big carriers so, another, you know, another reason to give T-Mobile the props, man.
1: Yeah. They'd they never... they you know, who you know, stock prices fluctuate wildly as we all know, but but uh, you know, when T-Mobile last I saw was coming in at about 174 billion in market cap value. And and again to reiterate, that doesn't just make them the largest telecom company in the US. It makes them the tar- tar- largest in the world and they surpassed Verizon who had held that that position for forever, right? So that was a hu- huge win for T-Mobile as well, and and it, it speaks to your point, Wayne, about you know the brilliance of of their their purchase or merger with Sprint. That was such a huge key to that that market move.
0: Yeah, you know, I think uh, and a lot of uh, all the carriers and everyone definitely in 2022 was impacted by inflation, the economic changes in the environment that they haven't really experienced before. And no matter what, that, that you know, that impacts their delivery and how 5G went out. So they all did pretty good working through uncertainty in some areas and delivering on the other. But I think a keynote. you know, we're not back on Verizon or AT&T at all. But I think a new thing that came out in 2022 that was really successful was FWA, the fixed wireless side of the business. And I know T-Mobile still led that with about 2 million net ads at the end of the year. And Verizon was close behind with a million. Uh, What does that mean? Boy, the cable companies had to get on their heels and try to catch up. And now it's becoming a convergence of wireless versus the cable giants. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll see more of that, you know, play out. But there was some big inroads, you know, with fixed wireless and $25 internet, which is crazy to think it's down at that level. But that's what this, that's what it is.
1: Yeah. So for listeners that, that want to know, we haven't really done a fixed wireless access episode. Maybe we'll have to do that here this year. But basically, it's the, the carriers using their 5G networks bring internet to the house wirelessly to compete with the incumbent wired internet providers and or provide service where there wasn't in some cases. But in a lot of cases, it was a competitive move. It wasn't a filling a hole move. So that was very bold as well. And I think I think we'll see more of that. By the way, just to circle back your point, I went and looked it up really quick in my notes. When in twenty twenty two, T-Mobile spent thirteen billion in capital. Wow! Com- compare that to AT and T came in at about fourteen billion, and Verizon led the way with about seventeen and a half billion. So that kind of tells you, you know, how the carriers spent their their money last year.
0: That's pretty impressive. Yeah,
1: but to your point, part of that. Part of those billions was not just 5G, it was fixed wireless access as well.
0: Yeah, and they probably include, uh, definitely on the main carriers, uh, the fiber deployments that both AT&T and Verizon are trying to build their own fiber networks in order to reduce costs to provide better service. And uh, I think one of the notes I've seen in the last week or so that Verizon claims that they're at 80%, you know, complete with their one fiber initiative, which brings their own fiber to all their cell sites. So, going to be a big yeah. impact, I think, into the future when that gets deployed. That that'll reduce their ability and their cost, and not have so many partnership agreements for fiber.
1: And that's a great segue to another big difference between T-Mobile and the other guys. T-Mobile got rid of their fiber that they obtained by by buying Sprint. I think they sold it for a dollar. They don't want to be in the fiber business. So, again, you know. Everyone else is zigging and T-Mobile's zagging. is definitely the story of 2022. Who's, who's going to be playing it right will remain to be seen, right?
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, time pays out on all these bets, you know, for the carriers. What happens in three years, right? What what happens in five? And uh, it's just pretty amazing how they have different strategies to the market.
1: Right, right. And then, so that's the big three, right? That's what everyone always talks about is those big three companies, we had a couple other players making some big moves this year, namely the satellite guys, right? Starlink in particular, big year for Starlink, right? They launched thousands of satellites in 2022. They were launching about well, well, not just Starlink, SpaceX, Elon Musk's space company that is launching most all the Starlink satellites. They were they were doing a mission once every six days. I mean, think about that. That's crazy, right? And a big percentage of those launches were for the Starlink satellites. So they now have service in 37 countries worldwide. Um, they played a big role in the war in Ukraine, is my understanding, like keeping, you know, Ukrainians and the Ukrainian military connected. And Russia tried their darndest to jam them and hack them. And apparently Starlink was robust. And, but they, they basically came in, they have about 3,200 satellites now. In the air, providing service, uh, 100 megabit by 10 megabit internet service. And it's available in the U.S. to about a quarter of the U.S. right now. So that was a big year for Starlink.
0: Yeah. And I'll I'll admit, I got to try it on one of my excursions to the rural country. They had a Starlink satellite and, hey, it worked great. I mean, we had internet when normally you wouldn't have it in that kind of location. And to your point, it did change the the Ukraine war and how warfare will be done in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and, and you know, we'll talk. We'll talk more in uh, our our episode that follows up to this on our predictions for twenty twenty three. But I think we're going to see more of the uh, more of the, uh, the the changes coming in terms of how we stay connected from from players like Starlink and another one of those players that we didn't see a lot from, but we did see some is Dish. Dish has been building out their own dedicated five G network. Uh, The year 2022 was a huge year for them in terms of getting a lot of work done. And they launched what they call Project Genesis in 120 cities in June. That allowed them to fulfill their obligation to the FCC on the spectrum. The FCC is letting them use. They had to cover, I think it was 20% of the U.S. by June of 2022, which they barely got by the skin of their teeth, but they launched enough cities. Like I said, I think it was uh, 120 cities and it took about 10,000 sites, 10,000 towers and rooftop sites to, to make that launch happen. So that was, that was a big accomplishment for Dish. A lot of people don't know about Dish. So as as a consumer, you know, it may not be so obvious, but, uh, they ended up finishing the year covering about 35% of the pops in the United States.
0: That's pretty, it's really impressive. You got to think, you know, a company that was primarily, um, television via satellite, now building their own network. And, and so props to them for getting the infrastructure in place, hiring the staff and following, following their roadmap under a really tough time. But just like I said before, in an inflationary state, but they still got it done.
1: Yeah. You know? Building a greenfield network from the ground up is a major endeavor. And, you yeah. know, so that was a big, big, uh, big accomplishment for sure. Let's talk a little bit about, so, so that kind of, you know, there's a lot of other regional carriers that were really busy, uh, all building out 5G, you know, the US cellulars of the world and, and yeah, much smaller carriers. But at the end of the day, circling back to all of this, the question you and I always get when people find out we work in this industry is, well, who's got the best service, right?
0: Yeah. It, I'll, I'll let you lead that because I think I'm biased. <laughs> uh, and I'm biased in that because you know our teams at Vertex Innovations, we help build Verizon's network, and lo and behold, I think they won the title. Correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've pretty much been holding the title for if you look. So there's there's several companies out there, third party companies that evaluate all of the carriers' networks. Root Metrics is one of them. There's several others. I'll, I'll look up the. Uh, we actually did an episode on this. Uh, it was last year, I believe. I'll look up what episode number that was. It'll be in the show notes if you want to check it out. Root Metrics, they go around to all of these major markets. They independently test them for quality, and then they basically rate who the winners are. And Verizon's hands down won the most of those markets, and they did again this year. as of As of the recording of this episode, there's still 20 or so markets that Root Metrics has to report on, but for the bulk of them that's, that have been reported on, Verizon's best in 61% of the markets in 2022. And they're tied for best with either AT&T or T-Mobile or a three-way tie, ultimately in 94% of the markets.
0: It's amazing. And I think once they get their C-band deployment really going, I think they had some stumbles and roadblocks in the way in 2022. But I think in 2023, they might even make those numbers again. I don't see any way that they would not hold that position for another
1: year. Well, you know, and ATT and, and T-Mobile actually did have some slight improvements over 2021. But I mean, we're talking slight, like not even moving the needle when when you're saying Verizon's still best or tied for best in 94%. I mean, that's just amazing. And so hands down, you know, when people ask me, always depends where you use your phone there's plenty of areas that AT&T T-Mobile or a regional carrier is going to be your best option but if you're just talking across the board I might be anywhere in the US it's like a no brainer Verizon is is still the king of the king of the hill when it comes to network quality so kudos to Verizon to your point as they continue their 5G rollout they do have hiccups right new technology mm-hmm. systems new networks that they have to work the kinks out on so that's probably one of the biggest complaints I've heard from people in 2022 is, hey, why is my 5G suck?
0: <laughs> yeah, That's, yeah.
1: Right. That's part of it. These carriers, it's not simple. It's just complicated stuff that takes some time to work out the kinks on.
0: Yeah. When you think about it too, I mean, we had an episode where their 4G LTE, you know, was a super quality network. And for most phone users, it made the experience so much better. So I think you know we do live in a society of expectations. You know we watch the marketing. If you watch it in the marketing, you're expecting your phone to like burn your hand. It's so hot. And and even though in 2022, I would say I did do some tests where I got 3.6 gigabit download speed, 400 upload speed on my on my mobile. I just don't think you know the industry has and the innovators to utilize the technologies appeared yet. So. Definitely hoping to see that happen in 2023 a little bit more, uh, you know, those type of innovation around 5G.
1: Well, and and we've talked about so many times on our podcast that the the change from 4G to 5G to the normal consumer is just not going to be so obvious, right? And that's, that was highlighted in 2022. Everyone was ex- was expecting a huge impact like they saw when they went from 3G to 4G it's just not the use cases for 5G are just not so obvious to the normal everyday consumer. And we're going to continue to see that that's the case where, as we're recording this episode, con- consumer electronics show in Vegas just wrapped up and the highlights of consumer electronics show did not include anything 5G related at all. Right. Oh, wow. I
0: didn't, I didn't read that. That's, that's really interesting.
1: Right. So, um, so it's going to be, changing the world around us in ways that aren't, aren't so obvious, like we said, and we'll talk more about that in our, our forecast for 23. But, um, so what else, uh, what else, uh, hits you in terms of big things that occurred in 22?
0: Well, I think a really big one, you know, that we came out of the pandemic understanding that there was a lot of underserved, uh, communities out there. So the infrastructure broadband bill was passed mm-hmm. and, uh, it's a pretty big deal because it moves, a lot of capital to deploy into underserved markets. so what do you think about that That was a pretty big deal
1: yeah I mean that that's massive. Uh, we're talking about you know we just got done telling you so in 2022 the big three cellular carriers spent anywhere from 13 to say 18 billion dollars on their networks. The massive federal government spending bills that were announced in late 21 and throughout 2022, come to the order of 40 50 60 billion dollars of federal funds that are being used to help bridge the digital divide to bring internet whether it's wirelessly or wired to the masses of parts of the u.s that have no service right now or have or have very degraded service so yeah the fcc came out with a rural digital opportunity fund that comes to the tune of about 20 billion dollars if i'm not mistaken um the FCC through the National Telecommunications and Infrastructure Association NTIA another 48 billion in their broadband equity and access development fund there was another 10 billion tied to the pandemic relief fund so i mean we're talking you know 60 70 billion dollars of funds that have been allocated to bridge the digital divide i mean that's that's got to be almost top of the news for 2022 right
0: no i i would agree and you know what's and As an entrepreneur myself, I love the entrepreneurial aspect of we need more vendors and there's more people out there. Hopefully we see a pickup in new company startups on how to deploy and, and, and actually do the, uh, build the infrastructure as those bills are passed. I think they're starting to come out now. I thought I did see one, uh, from Minnesota. It's a big initiative for them to build their rural broadband. So. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Exciting because you know the big carriers deploy all this capital and they want all the vendors. But this money will will definitely take a little bit away from those guys and resources because we still we still you know in 2022 in a resource strained environment with employees and personnel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and supply chain. Yeah, all of the, supply uh, chain. Yeah, <laughs> which that was. I guess that would be another, uh, yeah. E 22, right. Supply chain was, was a bummer, man. Like it really had significant impacts in 22.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of those 22, 22 planned deployments will happen in 2023. And so I did, I think they did clean up a lot of the supply chain, but there's still issues that exist and, you know, getting, getting the product to build the infrastructure is, is not an easy endeavor as it used to be.
1: No, but I, but I agree. Circling back to the federal funding, and the thing that I like about how it's it's proposed to be rolling out, and how we started seeing evidence of it being rolled out, was in that in that FCC forty eight billion dollar funding, they're running that through the states. So they're telling states, "Hey, states, you have this much to allocate," but the states are working with their local jurisdictions, their local agencies, their local tribal leaders. Right? There's you know, of that forty-eight billion, two billion is guaranteed to go to tribal nations. For example, like that's that's the that's going to really move the needle on people that really need these technologies to really take advantage of a lot of the promises these technologies have been promising: remote healthcare, emergency services, education. Right. So I'm I'm super excited about what the future holds, and I I just cross my fingers and hope that. The dollars get used wisely and don't get, you know, wasted or, or, uh, misallocated. And, uh, we'll just, you know, hope for the best. But so far, so good.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, even, even like what we've seen in our career though, when there are initiatives and there are startups and who utilize this kind of capital, even if they don't make it, they get integrated and consolidated into better networks. And, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's really, hard to get your mind around the concept of no connectivity in a lot of rural markets in America. It's just crazy to think because we take it so much, you know, in our daily lives and take it for granted that when these communities start to get infrastructure, you'll start to see, you know, uh, uh, it's just like these, these communities that had people had left over the years to go find opportunity in other bigger markets, they start to build back and they're great purchases, you know, with you have better purchasing power for real estate and homes. And so it's just such a great uh spend, in my opinion, of uh, our taxpayer dollars at work.
1: You yeah, know. sure. Yeah. And and I, I was trying to look up uh, really quick on the cuff and I don't have it handy, but we hit we highlighted this on one of our episodes to your point. If you look at the cost of cellular service in the United States over the last 20 years, In this world of inflation that we're all living in, we get so much for our dollar in cellular service, and that trend continued through 2022. Like I remember my average bill per phone being close to $100, and look at the pricing we all get and what we get for those dollars in terms of bits, bytes, bandwidth. Responsiveness features—it's—it's it's absolutely amazing, and and definitely that trend continued through twenty twenty two, and it doesn't it doesn't look to be changing.
0: Oh, I think in twenty twenty three, with the FWA taking subscribers from the cable giant and the use of MBNO, you know, uh, business model, we're going to start to see costs still come down and have more bundled projects. I mean, uh, products from those. All of the, you know, it, it makes a better competitive environment, which is good for everyone.
1: Yeah, well, it's tempting to start talking about what's coming in twenty three, isn't it? But it I is,
0: it is, like, it is
1: forty five minutes, and so in the spirit of uh, of trying to keep our episodes to, uh, to a manageable bite size, um, any other last last thoughts on twenty two in terms of wrapping up this episode?
0: Oh, only that, you know, with all the things and the market headwinds and all the, all the inflation and economic and personnel things happen, it is a really resilient industry. I'm super proud to be part of it. And I'm, I'm proud that they, you know, that so much was still accomplished with, with a new kind of economic and business environment that they never encountered before. So super proud of all the work that our teams did at Vertex across the country. And all the projects that we did, but, you know, 2022 was a good year.
1: Yeah, you know? it was. It was. And you're right. I mean, this has been the most robust industry um, I've been in it my whole career. You know, what I'm, I think I'm counting, I lost count coming up on 30 years. I can only think of one time where there was like a complete turn the lights off in my career in that almost 30 years. So absolutely um, great industry to be in, feel blessed to be part of it and great people. So yeah, it was, it was a, a great year. So, so with that, we'll put a cap on 22. Thanks for sure. being a listener. Um, you guys have been great. I think that was a highlight for us as well as 22 was the first year that we had episodes that were driven by you, our listeners reaching out to us at 5gguys.com we, we see your comments, we see your episode ideas, we've turned, you know, at least two or three of those into actual episodes. So, so thanks for being a listener. Thanks for coming back and follow us up next week. We will have our 2023 predictions episode, which are sure to be wrong, but, uh, we always do our best to, to get our, uh, our brains around what might be happening. So Wayne, thanks for being a great podcast partner for wrapping up another year and, and, uh, Thanks for being a great listener, all you, all the all the podcast listeners.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to thank all the listeners, too. I mean, it's uh, it's great to serve the community that we've been such, is, you know, has given us such great opportunities of the year. So thanks for listening. Thanks for the feedback. Dan, love having you as a partner. You, you, you hold me accountable, and I love doing the podcast with you. So year 2023. Kudos. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the 5G Guys. For more resources and to connect with Dan and Wayne, check out their website at 5GGuys.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that follow button and share this episode with your friends and family.